Donna, welcome back to episode four of the G Witch Show. Today we're going to learn about the difference between O and a ho. We're going to learn how to pronounce a really, really long name, one that's kind of sentimental to me. We're going to learn about the connection between the brain and electricity, plus a whole bunch more cool stuff that's going to help you on your Te Reo Māori journey. But first, we're going to check out what's been happening around Te Hudi Hudi. Right, our first story here is that the Quran has been translated into Te Reo Māori. And I found this one really fascinating because I'm an avid reader of the Māori Bible. I've got a copy of it sitting right on my bedside table. And I guess it just makes sense that with the growth of Te Reo Māori and of course the growth of the population and all these different nationalities, ethnicities, moving around the world, moving into Aotearoa, it just makes sense that we would eventually see a Quran translated into Te Reo Māori. Now, I don't know if you can get a better mix, a better fusion of things in the melting pot. Pateo Māori Club, Poie, Taika Waititi, a World Cup and rugby. What a bloody beautiful start to the World Cup. And our final story, this is a bit of a feel-good story, these prestigious design awards, Paku have taken out the top gong. Now I remember looking at these products some time ago thinking these are incredible. I need to get some of these for my kids. They've got a couple of awesome little gardening tools here. There's the Dimo and the Toki and they're just beautiful. The form is so authentic yet so contemporary that the two just go together beautifully and you can check out their website here. Moving on to our kupu o te wiki. Our kupu o te wiki this week is Rorohiko. Rorohiko. Eha te Rorohiko. Ko te Rorohiko te computer. That's right. Rorohiko is the Māori word for computer. Now I wanted to bring this kupu to you because I thought it was interesting when we break down the word Rorohiko. Roro being the word for brain and hiko being the word for electricity. So the translation from the English word computer to te reo Māori is quite literally the electric brain. And it also raises another point, something else that you can keep an eye on, is when you're looking for kupu that maybe never existed in te reo Māori in the first place, what you typically find is there'll be two types of translations. The first is very similar to rorohiko. We kind of take the form or the ability of the thing that we're translating and look for similar words in te reo Māori. You might remember our kupu from last week, rahopuru. And the other type of word is one that we call a transliteration. We often call a transliteration although I don't think that's actually the right word grammatically but that term gets used a lot transliteration where we use the sound in English and give it a bit of a te reo Māori ahua like table becomes tepu ball becomes poro wheel becomes wira so that's our kupu o te wiki rorohiko computer the electric brain our Harikoa highlight this week comes from Peter S. via the 30-day self-paced course Kyoto Ewa. To love this country for its lifestyle is not enough. Hmm. I need to embrace the Maori culture to enrich my soul and find my place here. To do that, I first need to learn the language. I love that Ewa. I love it. I'm excited and curious to see where this will take me. Learning the language is the pathway it is the doorway into the culture so you're taking the right first step peter kia ora our pause for pronunciation today we're going to use a word a name that's very dear to my heart and it's a word that i hear butchered all the time the main reason being a it's a pretty long word to start with and b it's my daughter's name so i hear it all the time now, as with any pronunciation exercises, the first thing we want to remember is getting our vowels right. A, E, I, O, U. 
and where we've got double ups on vowels throughout the word. If we've got two A's in a word or two U's, two E's, we want to make sure that they're consistent sounds. Now, the first mispronunciation I find in her name is the U sound. Quite often people will say ho-ru. So they're pronouncing the U as an O and then an U. So they're pronouncing the first U almost like an O and then the second U as an U. Huru. And often the R gets dropped and just the and often the R gets dropped and it gets replaced with a d hudu. So to get that first bit right, huru. 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 Now the next part of the name is another one that gets butchered all the time, and that's not just the, the vowel sounds e and a, it's the combination of them with the T. Tea. 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 Especially here in Australia here. Tal, tia, taya, all sorts of things. So to get that route right, we want to say te, a, te, a. So going back to the start, hu, ru, te, a, hu, ru, te, a. The next vowel is quite simple, a. And then the last part of the name is a really common word already, rangi. And where most people will slip up on rangi is, is getting the ng sound right. You can usually get the ra okay, but the next part, the ngi, is sometimes a little bit more difficult. And that's due to trying to get that ng sound right, the ng. And the most simple way that I can say to get that ng sound right is just say words like sing, bring, wing, thing, and just drop the first part of the sound. Because if we can say those words, we can demonstrate that we can say the ng sound. The challenge is really just saying it on its own or, or saying it as the first part of what we're saying. So if we can say sing, we can say ng. And in the case of rangi, we've got ra ni. So when you put all that together, you get hurutea rangi. In our grabbing lesson for today, we're going to look at the question do I use o or a ho? And if I can use both of them, when do I use either or? Now, this particular kupu o slash aho is the equivalent of the English pronoun I. For example, if I'm saying I am eating, the word o or aho would be used in the equivalent is sentence in te reo Māori. But there's the question, do I use o or do I use aho? Now the best place to start to get your head around this idea and the decision of whether, you use, whether to use o or aho is in sentences where we're not just talking about one particular thing. For example, we might call these active sentences like I am eating, kai te kai aho. In that case, we can use o or aho. Kai te kai o, kai te kai aho. The difference as to whether we should use o or aho really comes up in sentences where we've got a, a second part to the sentence. We've got some sort of connecting idea or thing that's the next part of the sentence. And a really simple example that we can start with is giving the command, giving the direction to go somewhere. Haere atu, haere mai. So we can think of that as the first part of the sentence, and then the next part of the sentence is where we can start to differentiate between o or a ho. So if I tell you to haere mai, I might say haere mai ki, which is setting you up for the direction in which I want you to go, and I might want you to come to me. Haere mai ki aho. So if we've ever got these sentences where we've got these little particles ki, or i that precede the pronoun aho or o. The distinction is that we would often have the particle, then a, 
and then the pronoun or even the name. So if I wanted you to go to someone else, I might say, Hairiatu ki a ia. Ki a, and then the pronoun for him or her ia. But if I wanted you to come to me, I've kind of got two options, and this is where we can work out whether we say o or a ho. Option one, I can say, Hairiatu ki a o. Option two, I can say, Hairiatu ki a ho. But I wouldn't say mai ki a aho. And from my understanding, that's kind of where that aho kapu comes from, the a and the o being dragged together to create aho. I put this post up on Facebook a little while back, and it was about this notion that seems to be so prevalent in society that respect is earned. You know, this idea that you have to earn someone's respect. And I was thinking about this a while ago, in that if you have to do something to earn someone's respect, then really that other person is saying that I'm not worthy of their respect until I do something that proves I'm worthy. And if I flip that around and I start projecting that message to people, you've got to earn my respect, boy. You've got to earn my respect, girl. It means that I'm saying that I'm not going to give you my respect. I'm going to hold on to my respect until you do something that is subjectively of value to me, something that I perceive to be worthy of releasing this respect to you. And it got me thinking that, man, that is actually a really, really limiting way of being. It's like, i got no respect to give anyone in the world ever until they meet the criteria that I have selected, that when it's met, then I'll give you some respect. And I just thought, wouldn't the world be a better place if we just got rid of this whole idea that people need to earn your respect? And it made me think, rather than looking at respect as being this transactional relationship. Couldn't we just build better relationships with people if we entered into every relationship by being respectful towards them in the first place? Rather than waiting for them to do something that we deem suitable to now give away our respect to them. And yeah, look, people might do wrong by you, people might burn you, people might do all sorts of crazy things. But why should that stop me? Why should that affect me from putting out into the entire world that I'm a respectful person and I'm gonna respect you as a human being, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you can do, regardless of what you can do for me, I'm gonna respect you for you. I just, I just think that's a better way of living rather than keeping, you know, the tally book in the back, in your back pocket about who's earned my respect today, this person, that person. You know, I think it just, it sounds a bit ridiculous when you think about it that way. And look, people around me might still hold on to that idea. And guess what? If I'm always being respectful, then I'm going to gain everyone's respect. But similar to the idea of throwing the, the notebook, the but similar to the idea of throwing that notebook of tallies of who's earned my respect out the window, I don't have this view of trying to achieve levels of respect for all these different people. I'm just going about my day being a respectful person, respecting you for you. I just think it it freezes up from this, this whole this whole point scoring system that we kind of put on relationships. Like, let's just have respectful relationships by being respectful to one another rather than putting the onus on the other person before I make my next move. Our whakatoki this week is Te Mara o Tane, the Garden of Tane, an expression used to describe the chorus of birds in the evening 
and the morning. And living here in Australia, this is definitely one that I can connect to, I can resonate with. Kookaburras, cockatoos, lorikeets, minor birds, galahs. It's just a beautiful way to start your day and a beautiful way to end your day. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode, episode number four of The G Witch Show. If you've made it this far, if you've been watching the other episodes, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate you for following along. Over the next week, I hope you can implement some of the things that you've learned from today's lesson, and I'll see you on the next episode. Kia ora. And that's another language lesson to add to your kete of knowledge. Hey, could you do me a favor? If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other player, could you jump on and leave a rating and a review? When you do, it helps awesome people just like you, people that are starting out learning Tareo Māori to find this show even faster. If you want to catch up, I'm always hanging out in the Starting in Tareo Māori Facebook group, so you can jump over to Facebook, search that, and we can catch up there. And one last thing, if you're ready to get started, if you're looking to take a more formalized approach to learning Tareo Māori, you can check out my self-paced course at startingintareomaori.com forward slash self-paced course, or you can check out a link for it in the description of this episode. And that's it from me. I'll see you on the next episode of the Starting in Tareo Māori podcast.